Good morning, you're listening to FloridaDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. This morning, my guest is Ralph Bowe, who today is the president of Aerostar. Ralph, how you doing? Doing fine, Kemp. It's been a while since I've been on one of these interviews with you. Yes. Out of the uh, carpet industry now for over seven years. Yeah, I know. It's good to talk to you. You're my subject at matter expert today on a topic I want to discuss, the kind of the shift away from the use of olefin or polypropylene fiber as a carpet fiber. So we'll get to that in just a minute. But just to establish your credibility, you uh CEO of Bowie of America, CEO of Diamond Rug and Carpet Mill, and past chairman of the CRI, I think you know more about carpet than most people. Uh, you've forgotten more than most people ever knew. Uh, you're also with Floor Focus. You're a judge for our Emerging Professional Awards, and I appreciate you doing that. And just though right now, I'd like to talk to what you're doing with Aeropol, your polyol product. Tell, give us an update on that. Sure. The main company here that I've been running for the last six years is, is Aerostar. Mm-hmm. We supply chemicals to the carpet industry, lubricants for fiber extrusion, and also chemicals that are used to assist in the dyeing and treatment of, of carpets. About three years ago, we formed a company called Arapole, and Arapole has been taking polyester carpet fiber, post-consumer and also post-industrial, and converting that fiber into what's called a polyol. Mm-hmm. That polyol is used to make urethane foams. And uh, today we have commercial programs here in Dalton going into the backing of sports turf, right. uh, into underlayment pad and the backing of carpet and carpet tile. Beyond that, though, we have been approved and we're commercial with General Motors using our product into the back of the seating of the Cadillac right now. Okay. Well, Ralph, this is actually really big news in the whole recycling topic because when you took out polyester carpet, there was really nothing you could do with it. And you got a grant from CARE to help you develop this. You were telling me one time we talked that there's a potential you could use a large percentage of what comes to keep it out of the landfill, right? Right. Yeah, all right. So the reason we're doing this interview today is that we caught wind the other day that Mohawk on the Main Street side of the business is pulling out of using the use of olefin and you can give us a historic perspective yeah i mean because you know when mohawk bought aladdin i mean that's what they made they made polypropylene carpet polypropylene or olefin carpet has been huge tell us a little bit about the history you look back polypropylene fiber was really starting to be developed in the 50s yeah. uh, first by phillips and then hercules and amico those were probably three of the main companies who came on with polypropylene filament that was going into utility-type carpets, into very low-end, lightweight, uh, loop-pile products uh, for lightweight commercial. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, you know, as it moved into the late 70s, you know, Carl Buchardt came over here because in Europe they were making rugs, Wilton rugs, using polypropylene. And he started a rug company here, and that was Beaulieu. Right. And that used quite a bit of fiber, and they started extruding their own fiber, not relying on Phillips anymore. At the same time, as we got into the mid-'80s, all of a sudden, uh, you know, there was a, a demand for Berber-type products that were mainly wool. Mm-hmm. And between Interloom and even us at uh, Horizon, when I was at Horizon, we developed a couple of Berber products, one called Gibraltar, about a 65-ounce, another one called Folkweave, which was about a 50-ounce, consumed a lot of fiber. On top of that, because you were making these big yarn bundles, you could utilize yarn that was not good enough to go into woven rugs, but it could be blended in a bundle and be put into a Berber. So the Berber business grew very rapidly between, say, the mid-80s to the mid-90s. With that, by around 95, almost 30% of all the fiber being consumed in, in the face fiber of carpet and rugs 
was uh, polypropylene. So it was over a billion pounds at that point in time. Berber stayed around for a while, and then maybe five years later, we started looking and seeing cut pile products that had a Berber-type look, if you will. They were combining space-dyed nylon with solution-dyed nylon, or even peace-dyeing space-dyed with white nylon to form this cut-pile textured look. And as that grew, it seemed to come in and take the business away from Berber's. So the Berber business dropped off. The uh, polypropylene had dropped from what was 30%, and now over time, it's continued to drop down where it's probably 7 to 8% as of 2019. So it had a big run for a while, but has really tapered off. Olefins are being used as the face fiber in sports turf, yeah. some polypropylene, a lot of polyethylene, uh-huh. and still being used in some broadloom woven products, most of which are coming out of China and India, maybe still some from Europe, but not very much actually produced here. That's kind of a, a short synopsis of, of what's happened. And even in the utility area now, polyester and, and polypropylene have come closer in price. Mm-hmm. And so people that are running polyester can use polyester in place of polypropylene uh, in some of these utility carpets as well in the loop, in yeah. a loop pile construction. So long and short, went from utility loop pile into woven rugs, into Berbers, and then the Berber business tapered off and and actually, the rug business really left this country, too. Most of that is coming from offshore now as well. So you don't have anything left of what was the Beaulieu, uh, and after that, the Balta companies that were producing rugs here with uh, polypropylene. Mm-hmm. So a couple things I'd like to put emphasis on. Uh, you said if, if the synthetic fiber market was a 3.3 billion pound market, this was over a billion. So, I mean, it was 30% of the business at one time. And one of the advantages was the price. I mean, it was the cheapest polymer uh, when you start thinking about the cost of polypropylene. And that equation's actually changed, hasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, and especially even right now with all the storms down in Texas area and some problems with some of the plants down there, Propylene itself has become short in supply, so propylene prices are going up, which is affecting polypropylene as well as other propylene-related chemicals that are used uh, outside the carpet industry. So, so when you look at the pricing today, you're probably paying more for polypropylene than you're paying for polyester. So the product that a lot of companies are moving to are solution dyed PET, and the performance of that product is at least as good or better than polypropylene, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I'd say if you're looking at cut pile, the resilience of polyester is certainly better than polypropylene. Mm-hmm. And with any of the fibers, whether it's nylon, polyester, or polypropylene, the construction is so important. How much twist you put in the fiber can really compensate for any difference that might be there in the residual fiber itself. Twisting is, is very important. And as more polyester has come on, particularly soft polyesters, uh, there's a lot more twist going in there, which uses up a lot of a lot of twisting capacity in the industry as well. Yeah. But that's how you are able to get a product that's going to sustain its resilience yeah. uh, when put into carpet. So I guess in summary, it's kind of an end of an era for uh, olefin carpet, at least in some, certain sectors of the business, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's surprising how things can move what's pretty quick. You know, you look at nylon, which was 85% yeah. of the market back in the mid-80s. Yeah. And today it's now down at around 30%. Yeah, You know, whoever thought that when carpet was king, it would end up this way uh, today. And polyester b- between PET and PTT 
is now over 60%. And then the polypropylene, as I said, is you know roughly 8%. So the dynamics really change and really dictated by the economics. Yeah. Polyester being the biggest fiber in the world, yeah. you know, beyond cotton today, the, the cost of producing polyester has come down tremendously over the years. These plants that are being put in today are at such large scales that the conversion from chemical to making the polyester is much, much lower than it was 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. All right, Ralph, well, I appreciate you giving us an update and telling us the, the kind of the history of the uh, use of polypropylene or olefin carpet. Again, been talking to Ralph Bowe, the president of Aerostar, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloorDaily.net.